Shupad, Bhramhang, Suburbid Akasharya, Asadhara, Sadushi, Sriman, His Divine Grace, Lacey, Bhaktivedanta Samaraj, Srila Prabhupada, Kijai, Gaur Premanande, Harival, Glorious to the Sound Devotees, All Glorious to Sri Guru and Sri Guranga. Mom Vishnu Vraya, Krishna can you plug this in? Om Agyana Timurandasya Gananjana Salakaya Chaksur Militam Yena Tazmai Shri Guravena Maha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadanti Kam Vandeham Shigaro, Shiyuta Parakamalam, Shigurum Vaishnavam Scha, Shirupam Sagrudatam, Sahagana Raganatam Vitam Tam Sajivam, Sarvaitam Sabadutam, Prajana Saitam, Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Shirata Krishna Padan, Sahagana Lalita, Shiva Sakans Vitamscha. Hey Krishna Karna Sindo, Dinabando Jagatpate, Gopesha Gopika Kanta, Radha Kanta Namostute, Tapta Kanchena Gorangi, Radhe Vrindavaneshari, Prishubhana Sutta Devi, Pranamami Hri Priye, Vancha Kalpa Trubhyascha, Kripa Sinubhyevacha, Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Maha Shri Krishna Chaitanya Pranitananda Chedvaita Gadadhar Shivasiddhi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Onamo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 1, Chapter 4, The Appearance of Srinarada, text number 5 is on the board, 4. Tasya Putra Mahayogi Samadrin Nirvi Kalpaka 
Ekanta Matira Un Nidra Guru Muda Ive Yate Tasya Putra Mahayogi Samadrin Nirvikalpaka Ekanta Matira Un Nidra Guru Muda Ive Yate Tasya Putra Mahayogi Samadrini Vikalpaka Ekanta Matir Unidro Buddha Muda Iveyate Tasya Putra Mahayogi Samadrini Vikalpaka Ekanta Matya Unuidro Buddha Muda Iveyate Tasya His Putra Son Mahayogi A great devotee Samadrik Equibalanced Nivi Kalpaka, Absolute Monist, Ekantamati, Fixed in Monism or Oneness of Mind, Onidra, Surpassed Nations, Buddha, Not Exposed, Muda, Stunted, Eva, like Iate appears like his Yasudev son was a great devotee, an equally balanced monist, whose mind was always concentrated in monism. He was transcendental to mundane activities, but being unexposed, he appeared like an ignorant person. Please repeat his Yasudev son was a great devotee. An equi-balanced monist, whose mind was always concentrated in monism. He was transcendental to mundane activities, but being unexposed, he appeared like an ignorant person. Purport. Srila Shukadeva Goswami was a liberated soul, and thus he remained always alert, not to be trapped by the illusory energy. In the Bhagavad Gita, 
this alertness is very lucidly explained. The liberated soul and the conditioned soul have different engagements. The liberated soul is always engaged in the progressive path of spiritual attainment, which is something like a dream for the conditioned soul. The conditioned soul cannot imagine the actual engagements of the liberated soul. While the conditioned soul thus dreams about spiritual engagements, the liberated soul is awake. Similarly, the engagement of a conditioned soul appears to be a dream for the liberated soul. Conditioned soul and the liberated soul may apparently be on the same platform, but actually, but factually they are differently engaged. And their attention is always alert, either in sense enjoyment or in self-realization. The conditioned soul is absorbed in matter, whereas the liberated soul is completely indifferent to matter. This indifference is explained as follows. Tasya putra mahayogi Samadrin nivikapakaha ekanta matir nidro pudo muda iveyate. His Vyasadeva's son was a great devotee, an equally balanced monist, whose mind was always concentrated in monism. He was transcendental to mundane activities, but being unexposed, he appeared like an ignorant person. Mong Vishnu Vraya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutai Srimati. Bhaktivedanta Swami Namane, Namaste Saraswatum Deve, Gauravani Bhicharane, Nirvi Shesha Srinivadi Paskadyade Siddharana. There are three major platforms of existence, either in the material consciousness, or in liberated consciousness, or in spiritual consciousness. Generally, the conditioned soul is absorbed in trying to experience the qualities of the material energy. And for those in the mode of ignorance, they're basically trying to experience the happiness of being in the mode of ignorance. And those who are in the mode of passion, they're trying to experience the happiness of being in the mode of passion. And those who are in the mode of goodness are trying to experience the happiness of being in the mode of goodness. But beyond that is the happiness of not being in the material energy, not being affected, because goodness in the material world means more goodness and less passion, ignorance. But as long as one is in the material concept of life, then to a certain extent one is governed by the false ego, and being governed by the false ego, the false ego naturally has a tendency towards attachment and aversion. So some attachment, some aversion will be there, even in the mode of goodness. And as long as one is affected by attachment and aversion, then abhinivesita, there is some degree of absorption in the material nature and the corresponding fear that goes along with it. So even in Brahmaloka, where people live for a fantastic number of years, there's some fear because of Brahma's only living for 311 trillion, 40 billion years. For us, it seems like a vast amount of time compared to our 70, 80, 90 years or 100. But in Brahmaloka, where everyone is enjoying, there's no pain, suffering practically, 
due to material existence, time goes very quickly. Because when you're having fun, time goes quick. When the dentist starts drilling on your teeth, that time seems to slow down. And that half minute he's drilling seems like half a year sometimes. Or at least, like he's drilling for at least 45 minutes to an hour. But if we're enjoying, if we're watching a movie that we appreciate, then time seems to go quite rapidly. So similarly, in the material world, according to the modes of nature we're situated on, time seems to extend itself. Corresponding to the material existence, our, our existence in Kali Yuga, the hundred years, which is insignificant, seems like a hundred years to us because we're not very, we're not full of bliss here. There's enough pain to keep us occupied and making us think that we're living for some period of time. And generally the attempt in the material world is to get out of the suffering somehow or another, reduce the suffering, and that's called happiness. And when we check lists, when we have our list checked off, then we get bored, actually, or we, we think, what, what is there to do? And then we try to experience, we get the fruit of that, which is usually eating, sleeping, mating, or defending. We're checking off all the lists on our to-do list, and at the end we get the reward, which we would have gotten anyhow, to eat, sleep, mate, and defend. But Shukadeva Goswami was not involved in such things because he wasn't identified with this gross or subtle material body, and therefore he was a liberated soul. And a liberated soul can go one way or the other. A liberated soul can get bored being a liberated soul because although there's the max amount of happiness one can experience because there's no pain, because that's the definition of happiness in the material world, is the absence of pain. And the main pain is that we think we're temporary, that we have to struggle for existence or to survive. But when one realizes that one is eternal, then there is no pain due to the fear of non-existence. So one is boundlessly happy, prasanatma. But that happiness is quite limited. Just knowing that what we're not doesn't tell us who we actually are. If you're dreaming that your head is about to be cut off by guillotine, it's quite fearful. And when you wake up and you feel your head is still there, it's still, then you feel rather good. You didn't get a clean shave. But that's not happiness. It's just because your head wasn't cut off, it doesn't mean you're going to run down the street with your hair standing on edge, shouting, I didn't get cut off. No, it's a relief from the misery, the fact that you were about to be, you thought your head was about to be chopped off, but now you realize that actually you're relatively safe, and therefore there's a kind of happiness, that feeling of safety and security. But when one becomes a liberated soul, then one is no longer disturbed by one's external condition because one actually knows at least what one, not, one is not. 
often people watch a movie and they actually so identify with the hero or the heroine that they become affected emotionally by the movie. Although it's just light flickering, they actually believe it's happening and even happening to them in some way. When their favorite football star or favorite sports star wins, they actually believe that they've, they've gained something. Although the sports star may have gained a million dollars. <laughs> and if you check your bank account, you'll find out it's about the same it was before. <laughs> but somehow or another, you believe you won. What you won is on the mental platform. Therefore, it says here, Yani Shasarabhutanam Tasyam Jagrati Samyami Tasya Jagrati Bhutani Sani Shapashutomune. What is night for all sentient beings is the time awakening for the self control. And the time awakening for the self control is the night for all sentient beings. In other words, those who are awake. The spiritual experience, they're not much, so much attracted to material experience. And those who are awake to material experience, they think that spiritual existence is like a dream or a spiritual experience. Generally, we're on the Tatashta platform. We're not quite sure what's real and what's not real. Therefore, if most conditioned souls they're on the, who are actually trying for spiritual life, they're hovering usually on the mental platform considerably. Why? Because they know they're not supposed to do something, but they want to do it anyhow. And therefore, they're conflicted. Theoretically, they know they're supposed to be experiencing a higher taste, but they're not experiencing a higher taste. And therefore, they're restraining their senses so they're spending more time stopping from doing something that they're not supposed to do and not really engaged so much in doing what they're supposed to be doing. They think that I'm a good person if I don't do what I'm not supposed to do, but they don't understand that they'll actually become a good person if they just do what they're supposed to do and then they'll forget about what they're not supposed to do. In other words, engaging one's consciousness in Krishna will, in devotional service, in Krishna consciousness, will gradually reveal some other type of experience. And then one will naturally not become attracted, as it says, yehi samsparsha boga, dukayona evate, adyantavante kontya, nate shu ramate buddha. person who's not attracted, yehi samsparsha boga, such a liberated person is not attracted to sense objects or external sense or sense gratification or external objects, but is always entranced enjoying the pleasure from within. And in this way the self actually that's Yehi Samsparshida Boga Dukkha Yena Evate. Such a liberated person is not attracted to sense objects because Dukkha Yena Evate. Because he knows uh, that the happiness is temporary and that the misery follows soon afterwards. Yehi samsparsha boga. So sparsha means contact with the senses, with their objects, enjoying them. Dukkha yone evate are the causes of misery. Adyantavanti, such pleasures have a beginning and an end, Arjuna. So 
so the wise man doesn't delight in them. But that requires, to a certain extent, the previous experience of some kind of positive happiness. We generally can't for long negate other kinds of ha- material happiness unless we, in the background, we have some spiritual happiness. So without engaging in sadhana bhakti, then devotional service becomes simply completely theoretical because even we're chanting and we're trying to avoid the offenses, there's some experience of Krishna, although from a distance. But that's enough, usually to keep the conditioned soul on the path of devotional service. But if one neglects chanting Hare Krishna, neglects sadhana bhakti, hearing it about Krishna, then first it becomes just theoretical, then it becomes simply sentimental, social, then it becomes social. We go, as a matter of being social, we go to the temple on Janmasami to meet our friends usually and discuss different topics. And we take a look at the deities to see how nicely they're dressed. But the attitude of service is generally lacking. And therefore Krishna, he smiles, but he doesn't reciprocate more than that. So what is the secret? Uh, it's practice. Apuriyamanam achala pratishtam samudram apa pravishanti advat tadvat kama yam pravishanti sarve sashantim atnoti nakama kami. person who is not disturbed by the incessant flow of desires that enter like rivers into an ocean which is always being filled and is always still can alone achieve peace and not the man who strives to satisfy such desires. So the ocean being filled full in itself is not disturbed when the rivers enter into it. So if we practice sadhana bhakti and get some experience of Krishna consciousness, even though some desires may come through our minds, still we won't be attracted to at least carry them out with our senses or with our words. Uh, that one can remain steady in one's determination to engage oneself in Krishna's service. And gradually as one is engaged in Krishna's service, becoming conscious of Krishna, because there's no question of being Krishna conscious without Krishna, becoming conscious of Krishna, then vihaya kamiyaksarvam pumam charati nisriha nirmamo nirahankara sashanti madhigachati uh, vihaya, one who gives up, vihaya kaman, the desire for lu- uh, lusty desires, yak, vihaya kama yaksaravam, all lusty desires, pumams charati nisprihar, who gives up desire for sense gratification and aspirations, priha, nirmamo, and this idea that I, I'm the proprietor, because we can't gratify our senses unless we have something to gratify them with. And if we think these things belong to me for my sense gratification, and that's how we'll utilize them. Nirahankara. And that the root cause is the false ego. If I think myself to be the servant of the servant of the servant of Krishna, then I'll serve Krishna and his devotees. And if I don't think like that, then I have to serve my false ego. I can't remain without engagement. There's no question of stopping activity. 
because even if we stop ex- activity externally, still we'll have to be engaged internally in some kind of thoughts. Esha Brahmi Siti Parata Nanyam Prapti Vimuyati Sitvasyam Antikalepi Brahma Nirvana Richiti. That is the way of spiritual and godly life, after obtaining which a man is not bewildered, being so situated even at the hour of death, one can enter into the kingdom of God. So, Shukadeva Goswami was already on the platform of Brahman. But the platform of Brahman is not a stable platform because it's true that there is no suffering in Brahman, but there is no intensity of enjoyment. And the natural position of the soul is to experience intense love and happiness. And having a, a purpose of doing something that actually creates an atmosphere of love and enjoyment, not only for oneself, but in reciprocation with others, too. So simply remaining on Brahman realization is not a steady platform, although we cannot perhaps conceive of even what Brahman realization is right now. We don't even know what life in Indra Loka is like. And what to speak of life on a higher planetary system such as Maha Loka, Ajana Loka, or Siddha Loka, or Tapa Loka, and what to speak of Brahma Loka, and what to speak of Brahman. These things are just theories to us. We have no access to Brahman except through pure devotional service, which is beyond Brahman. So generally those who actually practice sadhana bhakti and experience some concentration in the mind upon Krishna and the mood of devotion, and they experience some pleasure, happiness, and such a a consciousness, they're automatically not attracted to Brahman because we don't really experience Brahman. I mean, sometimes we experience Brahman in our dreams or our deep sleep, but we don't remember that when we wake up. And sometimes when there's no problem, we're a little bit closer to Brahman. But we can see it's not a very interesting position. Because as soon as we have no problems to solve, or as, as soon as we're, we get everything we want and need, then after a while we get bored without some kind of active engagement and challenge. The living entity simply gets bored because he's meant to be active, engaged in some kind of positive activity. In the material world, trying to engage in positive activity, but the result is always disappointment. And the spiritual world is positive activity, creating love and devotion and pleasure for others, and the result is that one feels love, pleasure, and devotion of others that they're experiencing and feels happiness oneself also. So Shigadeva Goswami was ready to hear the Bhagavatam because he wasn't ready to hear anything else. Although he didn't know at that time that there was such a thing as spiritual happiness, or at least beyond Brahman, but somehow or another, by good fortune, he happened to be born in a good family. And although he didn't trust his father, his father had good connections because he knew Krishna. And Shukadeva Goswami, being an eternal associate of Krishna, had some faith in Krishna, and therefore he accepted Krishna's judgment that it was a good idea. It was time to leave after 16 years, being in the womb. It was time to try something else out. 
And therefore he got up and left, and eventually he heard the Bhagavatam, at least some verses, and experienced the happiness of the, that transcendental vibrations, because they're not different from Krishna and his associates, and decide to hear the whole story. And therefore we get the opportunity to hear the story too. So I'll stop there. Thank you. Any questions? Yes. Thank you, Maharaj. Um, you were talking about uh, sadhana bhakti as reading. I, I'm just trying to get a clear understanding of what exactly is sadhana bhakti. Sadhana bhakti is, have you read the Nectar of Devotion? I read part of it. Well, there's 64 principal items of sadhana bhakti, Shula Rupa Goswami says. And we do, every day, those who attend the program, they're performing five, at least five of them. Namely, worshiping the deities, hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, chanting the holy names, serving the devotees, and living in, a, in a, an atm- a spiritual atmosphere, or creating a spiritual atmosphere through devotional activities. So that's sadhana bhakti, practice for those, especially those five powerful activities. And there's a process of engaging fully in those five powerful activities, beginning with the Tao, Guru, uh, accepting spiritual authorities, especially the initiating spiritual master who teaches one how to properly honor the other spiritual authorities, and then taking initiation, hearing from the spiritual master, and the spiritual masters, and rendering service, etc. So there's a process, Shuruva Goswami explains, and that helps us become absorbed more in the five powerful activities that we're performing in the morning, or hopefully in the afternoon and evening too. So that's called sadhana bhakti. Thank you. And then I had uh, one more question. You, uh, you said that, did you say that Shukadeva Swami was in the womb for 16 years? Yes. 16 long years for his mother. What, what age was this in? What yuga was this in? Dwarpa yuga. Shukadeva Goswami was a liberated soul. So, therefore, how he did that is beyond our comprehension. How he just exited the womb when he wanted to is also beyond our comprehension. It's a different platform of existence. In any case, the important thing is not... Well, first of all, we don't even know what Brahman is like. What to speak of what people are able to do who are in that level of realization. For us, it all seems... Although spiritual life is multi-dimensional, multi unless we, have, we come to that platform, that to us it seems rather theoretical and maybe two-dimensional when we hear about these things. And, and that was my other question, is when you were mentioning uh, Brahman realization, even theoretical, um, is that part of the three um, levels of realization, like Brahma Jyoti, Paramatma, and Bhagavan? Yeah, well, when it, one is fully absorbed in Brahman and nothing else, then one is on Brahman. Prameti, Paramatmeti, Bhagavan, Iti, Shabdhyate. So that's, we are Brahman, but right now we're absorbed in the illusory aspect, the transformation of Brahman called the material energy. 
and therefore we're covered by illusion, and therefore we don't know who we are, who we're actually are. We don't know we're Brahman. That's the material nature. The influence of uh, Mahamaya, the false ego upon the conditioned soul, believes that he's a product of matter. Okay, so, but the Brahman realization, is that the same thing as the Brahma Jyoti, or is that the same thing well, as... the Brahma Jyoti is part of... Brahman realization means to understand fully that I'm not this body, of which merging, if one doesn't go beyond that, one is more or less merged in Brahman, Brahma Jyoti. Brahma Jyoti is also pervading in the material world. The material world is a transformation of Brahman, of the Brahma Jyoti. Therefore, it's also present here, and we can, or at least we have access to it anywhere in the material world if we're we merge into that consciousness. Yes. In the Bhagavad Gita, it describes that there's different kinds of transcendentalists. So it, it describes people who are on the, who've achieved impersonal Brahman realization as transcendentalists, a different, a different type of transcendentalists. But in other places, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, people who are, have that realization are called Mayavadis and are sometimes called atheists. Not necessarily. Well, there's a difference between Mayavadis and Brahmavadis. Mayavadis don't believe in that there's any reality to the material existence or that Krishna even is real. For Brahmavadis, they believe that Krishna is real, they believe the material existence is real, they just think Brahman is superior, that's all. The difference between Brahmavadis and Mayavadis. Brahmavadis can become devotees. Shukadeva Goswami and the four Kumaras were Brahmavadis. But Mayavadis rarely, except we have, when they get in contact with a very powerful personality like Lord Chaitanya, he can convert, he was able to convert Prakashananda, Saraswati, and his followers to become Vaishnavas because he was so powerful. But generally they're very difficult to deal with. Of course, everyone in Kali Yuga to some extent is a Mayavadi because we're, we're absorbed in ignorance, and we don't believe in Krishna. We don't, we're not even sure what's real and what's not real. We're really confused in Kali Yuga. So, One of our varieties of consciousness, we usually flicker between impersonal, impersonal Mayavadi philosophy to simply sense gratification, with usually a hem, heavy emphasis on sense gratification inspired by Mayavadi philosophy. Because after all, there's nothing beyond this material energy. We might as well enjoy it while we can, because there's nothing else we're going to... Everything else is illusion. Oh, this is illusion, and it's our only opportunity to enjoy before we merge or disappear or whatever. So we might as well enjoy it while we can, because it's not going to last forever. And even if we get karma, it's not going to be able to follow us when we disappear. Anything else? Short question, okay. 
When, when I, when I was like, like uh, sometimes like I think of Krishna and stuff. Well, when I was in in hospital and stuff, I was I was I was uh, upset with Krishna for being in the middle hospital. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was cursing at Krishna too. Yeah. Usually people blame Krishna for the things that they do wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's normal. Uh-huh. Yeah, I told I told a police officer is that I told the police officer in Plano, yeah, I told Krishna, I told the police officer, I told I told him I if I told I told him I said, I told God, if you ever put me in the mill hospital, I'm gonna be very pissed at you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you very much. Grantaraj Shimad Bhagavatam Kijai. Shila Prabhupada Kijai. Gore Premanande.